Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he's he's up for just about anything. I, mean, I don't think we could get him to do like nudity, but he's I thought he might. I don't know. We can try, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, your weekly look at all things CinemaSins, TV Sins, and commercial sins. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And this week, I'm joined by CinemaSins staff writer, Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. Welcome, Jonathan. We uh, talked you. about a lot of things uh, before we started recording yes. from the state of dc and warner discovery and hbo max what that looks like to oscar stuff and warner hbo max getting 12 more dollars out of me this year asshole. <laughs> uh I, I guess I'm, something I'm, that i'm curious about and and i'm not going to drag you through the mud on this but you said that you wish that you liked everything everything everywhere all at once more than the rest of the world i am curious that that does seem to be like the front runner for everybody's favorite movie of the year what's your favorite movie of last year oh decision to leave oh uh, yeah, I I really that one just I mean it, there's a few I mean that's one of them I really loved Pearl a lot mm-hmm. like Pearl was definitely my favorite horror movie of the year Mia Goth probably gave the best performance of the year It shocks me how people like have like I really didn't think that people were gonna like Pearl as much as X Oh but I didn't it either seems like it seems like that is the case No yeah and it's it's I like it more than X and in some ways I think and I loved X like I really yeah. really liked X like X is in my top like 25 for the year I think but um I don't know that's on Letterboxd if you want to check it out <laughs> Yeah cuz it's a prequel and I just don't typically care about prequels I was interested in it because of the have how it came about you know they right. got shut down cuz of the pandemic and I guess Mia Goth and Ty West were like hey we could you know they came up with this idea and it's like it's Pearl is so interesting because it's I've never seen a horror movie shot like this. It's basically like a Douglas, like I don't know how many people listening know who Douglas Sirk is, but he was a director that made basically we have soap operas because of Douglas Sirk. Like he made these <laughs> like he made these like big melodramas like in the 60s and 50s, like with like Rock Hudson and you know that's like they're almost like precursors of soap operas. And that's that's kind of what Pearl felt like. You know, it had like this melodramatic stuff going on in the background it didn't really even feel like a horror movie that often until she started doing her thing but uh i love tar uh the fable bins i mean not you know I, I love a lot of stuff most people do i sure. liked everything everywhere all at once i want to make that clear before people start <laughs> sending me death threats and i think it yeah. could have factored into the fact i did not see it for a few months so that's possible people had really raved about that movie and I'll watch it again because it's fun. It's super entertaining. I'm just I'm just kind of surprised. Top Gun Maverick's that way too. Like I love Top I really like Top Gun Maverick, but I'm just like, I don't know, the fact that it made as much money as it did and that confuses me, but it's also kind of fun. All right. Now that we've alienated half the audience, let's <laughs> dive into this inside scoop for one last run with me and you. What's he building in there? We'll kick things off with Rick and Morty 6x8, Analyze Piss, Aaron and Ian writing on this script. Mm-hmm. 
so you you do like probably half of the scripts i would say on average for rick and morty do you like watch them as they come out or do you like only watch the ones that you're signed and then you watch the other ones whenever or or do you like just make sure to watch them like what's what's kind of your rick and morty watch process? I, I try to watch the ones that i'm not involved in so so when we first did rick and morty which was the second half of season four that was our first insta send and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. i went ahead when i knew we were going to do that i went ahead and watched all the episodes before but which wasn't that many because they only do like eight episodes ten, eight, ten. eight or t- eight or ten so yeah, i probably had to watch season. like 30 you know like half hour shows so i did all that then so since then i do i i've i've been keeping up with it i don't know like you're saying maybe i'm on half of them i don't really know but like i do watch the ones before although this last time i i have not seen this one other than the video because i had to be on episode 10 and i just didn't have time to watch like the two or three before so i actually have sure. not seen this one although i've seen the video which i mean that covers basically the whole episode sure well i just didn't know like obviously like Obviously, the channel is going to send every Rick and Morty, and so I just yeah. didn't know like if you were one of those like, oh, I got yeah. assigned ten, so I'll watch eight and nine real quick, or if you were like uh, watching them as they came out just because. So yeah, I definitely uh, I, I try to. So if but usually I'm able to with like Rick and Morty. Some shows it's harder, like the hour long stuff. It's a little harder, but Rick and Morty is a pretty easy, quick watch. I sure. can even speed it up a little bit if I want to. <laughs> so. Oh, big brain over 1. here. 1.25. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then there's idiot like me that has to bring it down to like 0. 0.5 to understand what's going on. I actually, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> Dicer actually got me listening to podcasts at like 1.3, 1. 1.4. I'll do some YouTube videos at 1.5. Yeah, yeah. now I will do the YouTube videos sometimes. Yeah, depending on what I'm what I'm doing. Uh, but I've kind of gotten used to it. I'm sure like I'm, I just alienated another half of the audience. We're like, oh, this guy is an asshole and he watches stuff like, <laughs> unintended. But, uh, you know, sometimes you got to watch stuff. You don't have much time, so I'll uh, kick this video off with the first with the only behind the scenes thing that I wanted to know to note, and it's not really behind the scenes, just really fit into the like regular part. But whatever, I started counting the times that the narrator made a dig on Jerry, and naturally <laughs> because Ian's on the script, that means that there was a lot, and so I quickly realized I was like a tenth through the video, and there was already like three or four digs on Jerry. And uh, so I decided, you know what, I'm going to start a counter. I'm going to see, because I don't know if Ian counts. And I just want him to know, not out of shame, but just I want him to know that, hey, you made fun of Jerry eight times in the span of a minute, you know? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I quickly realized, all right, so I backtracked to the three and then I added the new two. And then just Jerry's just not in the episode anymore. So like they don't <laughs> dig. So it's like really hard to dig on Jerry. So I got to five and then Jerry just stopped appearing in the episode. So. <laughs> Because he's like very prominent in that Funny. front, and then there's that there's that sequence, and this is where I started it, where um the 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 alien race like recognized Jerry as like their new leader or whatever, and you're just like out of all the people, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and surely they're aware of Rick, but they're not aware of his like idiot you know person, and and there's the sin about how like why doesn't Rick travel back in time and stop Beth from doing. From, from dating Jerry and then just bringing in Morty mm-hmm. and Summer from another universe. It's like, that would totally be a Rick thing to do. Yeah, just the <laughs> amount of times that narrator ripped on Jerry. I got to five and then the video stopped. So the next time a Rick and Morty one comes out, I'm going to be counting from the beginning and we'll see. <laughs> Poor Jerry. Anyway, uh, does that mean that Cookie Magneto has no power in England where most people <laughs> call them biscuits? I thought that was hilarious. That and was there was great. also kind of the subsequent sin of like, 
I could throw two random things together and it was, I, I don't remember the example, but like, this is harder than it looks. <laughs> All the cookie Magneto stuff got a really good kick. Out yeah, it was of me. great. What was some of the stuff you had? Scene does not contain adult swimming, which it's just, that's funny because we had the adult <laughs> swim banner and I, I don't know. It's just funny that like that happens like 80 episodes later or whatever when we're doing these. Bocce ball kitty pride, I thought was. Oh, that's, that's what it was. Bocce ball kitty pride. <laughs> and then I had the obnoxious millennial skip. Uh, written down i thought that was funny so yeah it was good rick and morty's always fun to mess with which is crazy because like i said that that was the one that probably made the channel kind of what it is today and we almost didn't do it i think we even had to talk chris into letting us do it if i remember correctly <laughs> he was concerned that Thanks. like doing something like that that makes fun of itself what's the point but i don't know we sure. made it work and it ended up being you know the popular most popular videos on our channel by far with these two people fighting, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be rooting for the pants pissing, ugly face, whiny guy, or piss master. That's one of those Jerry master. things. Uh, th- thinking that because it's possible for people to change, that means we're required to let them back into our lives. Good insight. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then also just, I really liked the run where the the narrator just wasn't buying into Rick's emotional moment. It's mm-hmm. like we never bought, we never buy into Rick's like emotional moments. We never. Like Rick is a character we're supposed to despise. He he is irredeemable at this point. Stop trying to redeem him, you know, mm-hmm. or like keep trying, but it's not going to work, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was uh, was was good. Did you have anything else to note from this video? No, it's a good video. Way to go, Aaron and Ian. <laughs> good job, team. <laughs> I'll get you a cookie <laughs> later. Bring it to the Sposkers. <laughs> or a biscuit for Ian. On to Tuesday's video then. Uh, AI, uh, Aaron and Daniel writing on this one, Jonathan, um, I, th- I know this movie's before my time, but I've still not seen this one. I, based off of the sins video, it sounds like it's kind of 50, 50, like there's certain things about it that are really great, but overall, like there's lots of it that like haven't really held up. Well, is this one that I should I, like yeah. have on my watchlist or is this one that you're like, yeah, you probably don't need to. No, I, I, I think anything Spielberg does is worth watching because I think Spielberg is one of those directors, even when the movie misses you, there are still things in it. You're going to like, right. There's things in it. That'll be interesting. I, I I would never say don't watch a Spielberg film. I have not seen this since it came out. So that was what 2001. It was interesting watching the video though. Cause I did pick up, I did remember a lot, but uh, I thought it was okay. From what I remember, it's not, it's probably like middle tier Spielberg for me. Uh, okay. I know Jeremy really likes it. Um, I don't know what Daniel thinks. I, I think Dicer thought it was he he said it was pretty slow for him yeah well it's two hours and 26 minutes yeah and... i mean i i look i i think it's worth a watch but i mean i i don't think it's like but a lot of people really love it so it could you could definitely be you know that's why i think it's definitely worth watching it's a uh, free on prime video 7.2 on imdb 75 yeah. on rotten tomatoes yeah, like, like that's, that's not that's not bad scores no not at all Haley Joel Osment also, I'll be honest, is not an actor that's ever really when he was a kid didn't really work for me that well. I mean, I, I hate like judging kid actors because I mean, there's that's I mean, they're child actors, you know, they're doing their best. But uh, but right. even like Sixth Sense, which I love, like that's probably his best performance. But still, even then, I'm, I don't know. There's something about him that just never really worked for me completely. So that could be part of it. But I do I do remember it being interesting. And also, this was a this was supposed to be a Stanley Kubrick film. And, you know, right. Spielberg kind of just took it over and wanted to make sure it got made. Uh, I mean, I don't think Kubrick had done anything on it yet. I just think this was going to no. be like his next movie after Eyes Wide Shut, which means we probably wouldn't have come out to like 2020. But, uh, <laughs> geez. 
but uh yeah. best picture winner 2018 yeah, yeah but I, I just i remember being kind of interesting but i didn't really uh i i, I don't know it, it it it's never like i said i've never watched it again this kind of made me want to rewatch it at some point which i've kind of been i guess after the fablemans I've kind of been wanting to do like a Spielberg because a lot of his movies I have not seen in a long time. And there's still some I haven't seen. Like, you know, there's a few I haven't seen. So I've really th- considered like doing like a Spielberg going through his movies again sure. and some for the first time. So so I might be rewatching it soon, but we'll see. Oh, yeah. And the man didn't make as many movies as he does, you know. Yeah, it's something, <laughs> I was listening to a podcast that was ranking them. I think I think he's got like 36 theatrical films i think that's right he's done some television too like early on he did a lot of tv but i think he's had like 36 theatrical i think that's right well it's just like you think like all right so this this year did fableman's west side story was only last year ready yeah. player one was a couple years well, ago the he's, post it's he's been directing for 50 years 17 because... 18 16 bfg well, 15 bridge of spies 12 was Lincoln, 11 was... Like, dude's a pretty yeah. consistent movie-a-year kind of guy. From Yeah, he was. There's a weird, like, a three- or four-year gap in the early 90s. Like, he did Jurassic Park and Schindler's List, yeah. and then I don't think he did anything. I think that was 93, and then he then he doesn't do anything until 97 uh, when he did Jurassic Park 2 and uh, Amistad. But um, What's, but still, to, to have a, a four-year gap, but you make Jurassic Park 2 and Amistad, and then a year later do Saving Private Ryan. Exactly. Like, yeah, like it, it that's that all makes sense. That's it's why I'm crazy. even looking at like uh it, you know, AI came out in two thousand one. He doesn't have, and then he has Catch Me If You Can and Minority Report in two thousand two. Yeah, he's not like he makes a lot of movies. Dude. And War yeah, of the World. All, I mean, and they're right all like that. I think the only bad movie that I've mentioned is uh Lost World, but Yeah, that's one of his worst, in my yeah. opinion. Uh I do not like that movie. I uh I think Jeremy kinda likes it. Somebody I think it's Jeremy that kinda likes that movie, but uh I don't know. But even that movie, even though it's bad, there are sequences in it that are really fun because it's Spielberg. Right. Uh, let's see. If this Android does all the things you're insinuating it does, then there are some very inappropriate times that this situation might get released. <laughs> it's the uh, the the button in the in the top of the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then the follow up sent to. Yes, I know he patted her on the back, but let's just say that's also not outside the realm of possibilities. By the way, I think I wrote down the most sins for this video, so I'm going to go ahead and say probably sin, sin video of the, of the week for me. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Like, really consistently funny. And maybe it's just, like, I didn't know this movie, and it feels... <laughs> like, there's so much stuff that I didn't, like, like didn't even write down, because, like, there's there's one early on where they're like, is this guy trying to explain AI like we don't know what AI is? <laughs> like, as if this hasn't been already an established thing, you know, since even before Terminator? Like, we all know what this is, and you're yeah. and this is supposed to be, like, in the future, I think at least it looks like it should be. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Well, I don't know where it starts. It does definitely get to that point where it's definitely many, many years uh, in the future. But, uh, but I, yeah, I would assume so. I mean, I would assume it's not two thousand one, but I could be wrong. I don't know. It's interesting too. I guess that was. I wonder. If, I've always wondered, but the fact that it was supposed to be a Kubrick film, Spielberg took it over, and then it gets released in two thousand one is so odd. Mm-hmm. That almost has to be intentional, but I probably isn't. I want well, but I wonder if it's one of those like I mean, it's weird. Spielberg, Spielberg wanted to hit a deadline. Yeah, maybe because that's just it's just funny as an to Easter me. egg. Yeah, but I'd sure. never thought about that till like just recently when I, we were covering it. Uh, I get that it's the Emperor's New Clothes, but the movie is asking us to decipher the symbolism of a big naked man painting while the characters on screen discuss the possible death of a child i'm only human i can't think all of the things and feel all the things while feeling all the things and thinking all the things <laughs> that's uh there's a lot of good stuff here 
giant word jumble. I love you. Don't kill me. Marriage. Ding. Uh, what was some of the stuff that you had? I had the world's worst striptease. <laughs> Agent Coulson needed to confirm that his guy fucks more robots than anyone else in the room. Uh huh. For my next trick, I will present you with a man with no neck. Uh, and then I had, uh, strangely, this is the exact same procedure for turning me on. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was like, hold, like the, the teddy bear was being like held up. Yeah. Down, right. And then when he's doing all the rhyming and stuff, I just the one I liked was once you go Terminator, you save all the sperm for later. I thought that was very, very funny. That that was like the great coup de gras. No, no, yeah. That's not the right expression. Uh, magnum opus for that. Yes. For that particular joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was one of those, like, I thought about writing, like, were there any alternates on that? But every time I asked, did you have any alternates? They're like, no. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, that's probably fairly true, too. I mean, I, I think, well, I mean, you definitely do have alternates sometimes, but yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like the alternates are for things that I don't think were their alternates from, you know? Yes. Because I feel like the ones that they really liked, they put in the video. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and the ones that they didn't, they don't want to mention. Exactly. Um, that sure was a well-pronounced M for someone without any lips. Oh, yeah. Steven, Steven didn't think we'd notice that the black robot died first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. There was a there was a ding that happened every time there was like a, a flashing LED light uh, that said like sin on the outside. And it must be part of a larger word, mm-hmm. but it, it would ding every time that the, the word sin would flash. At last, a love of your own is a terrible tagline for a fake kid. I dare you to think of a wor- worse one. You know what? I take it back. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I looked in the comments to see like if a bunch of people were submitting like terrible tagline things. Mm-hmm. But when I looked through the comments for this video, a bunch of it was just like, oh, I've been waiting for CinemaSense to do this video or like, man, this really does. This movie wow. like really has a lot more problems than I thought or comments on the Spielberg Kubrick Kubrickian thing. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it's it's got a big fan base, but I guess every movie, I mean, has obviously has fans. So that's not that weird, but. It's just interesting sure. to hear people say they've been waiting for us to do AI out of everything. Right. And then to me, I wrote this down. This is going to be sin of the week for me. This just nice. hit me right in the sweet spot. Panic at the disco mode. <laughs> uh, all right. That wasn't very good. But what do you expect? I write sins, not tragedies. That's, um... <laughs> I kind of guess that was Daniel, but maybe it was Aaron. I don't know. I just I, Aaron doesn't know a lot about uh, modern music. <laughs> Whoever wrote it. Good job. Sin of the week. Very much. Um, Yes, yeah, so this movie was kind of a hit. Made two hundred thirty-five million worldwide. I mean, that's two thousand one money too. That's not. Well, yeah, that's true. So that'd be a lot more now. It was a hundred million budget, though. That's not great, but. Well, but what'd you say? Two eighty-five million. Yeah, uh, it only made seventy-eight in the U.S., so it did not do that well in the U.S. I think AI is weird too because when I if they, if the way they advertised it, it almost felt like it was more like a family kind of thing. But then there's this whole subplot in there where there's like sex robots and all this kind of stuff. So like. I just I just don't know who the movie's for exactly. And I think that probably mm. probably at the time, at least, that's probably why not as many people were going to see it in the theaters. I don't know. And there's probably some other movies out that summer that were that were, you know, like Fast and Furious, I think, was that summer. And that's just my guess. But sure. But it has stayed in the it stayed in the zeitgeist, I guess, because there's a lot of people that seem to be excited. We did it. So sure. Yeah, that's all I had about that video. Are you good to move on to Wednesday? Yeah, Absolutely. We have Willow, uh, season one, episode one. You and Danae writing on this one. Yes. Episode is called The Gales. All right. So when CinemaSins did the Willow video, I said that like 
look, Willow was one of those that I think like it was a little bit before my childhood, yeah. but I grew up with like the VHS like in my household. And I know I'd yeah. seen the movie a good amount of times, but it was more like my older brother. And so mm-hmm. I would watch it like while he was watching it or something. But I don't think I've seen the movie in 20 years, you know, and I'm no, you're not missing so. anything. Don't watch that movie. Right. That's that's kind of what it feels like. It, it was kind of one of those like a good for its time. But like, well, didn't really hold up that well. Like one of those, like it wasn't like a huge trip, though. It was kind of a, I don't know if it was a bomb by any means, but it definitely underperformed. I mean, they were expecting, because I remember being a kid, and I remember it was like everywhere was like Willow, like, and then I, of course, I wrote on the the CinemaSins video with Jeremy. I just I hated Willow. I just hated him. Like he's he's kind of awful in that movie. Like he's kind of a dick and. Like, it's just like, it's weird. It's like, this is our hero, but D- domestic, there's no numbers for international listed. Okay. I don't know if that means this movie wasn't listed. It wasn't released internationally, yeah. but it only made 57 million yeah. domestic. And again, that's 1988 money, but still, yeah, and I don't like, know what the budget for it was probably like 30 million or something, but probably yeah, there's no way this movie made money. Yeah, it was not. It was. I think it's since then. I think it's probably obviously. I mean, they made a TV show, so obviously it's, it's cult it's, classic. People is what talk it is. about it. Yeah, and Val Kilmer. But cult classics typically aren't good. That was uh, typically that was around the time where people were really getting into Val Kilmer. So I know that was a big thing. And he's actually he's one of the more interesting characters in it, which is funny because he's supposed to be like the dick, and he comes off a yeah. lot better than Willow. But I will say, I've still only watched this episode. I was surprised at how much I liked this episode. Like, I didn't love it. Okay. Have you watched the series at all? No, because after seeing the Sins video for the movie, I was just like, I just don't, like, I don't care about the movie. Like, yeah. I don't care to check out the movie at all. And then I'm, I'm I'm not interested in continuing, like, living in this world that I, I have nostalgia for this world, yeah. but very little and definitely not enough that, like, if I watch the movie again, it would all be crushed. I'd be like, no, that sucks. This- why, why would I? want to spend more time this also really isn't my kind of fantasy like i don't really care about like magic like i don't know i mean there are good examples of it yeah like when you're getting into like magic and trolls and stuff like that i i lose a little interest game of thrones obviously is an example of one that kind of works for me Uh, lord of the rings obviously well but even like game of thrones doesn't have trolls right i I guess that's and there's magic but like it's it's only specific characters and it's pretty pretty minimal like you pretty much only have like the the Melisandre, right? That's her character. Yeah, you're right. So that's a bad example. But I guess like Lord of the Rings. Oh, like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. That right. type Where of fantasy is like dragons orcs, yeah. and which I guess Game of Thrones had dragons. But anyways, yeah. I do. Lord of the Rings is fine, too. I don't love it as much as most people, those movies. But I, I don't need I, I, re- I like them a lot. Yeah, though. I like them. Yeah, they're and, and they're just they're amazing feats, right? I mean, Peter Jackson yeah. just it's crazy. But uh, I yeah, I so I was surprised. I didn't I don't know if Danae's watched any more of the series, but I, I think she liked it, too, because we were talking about it. Because uh, Danae, a lot of the time, should surprise nobody, uh, doesn't like the stuff that she said. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting when she actually does enjoy something. So yeah, no, it was it was decent. It was it was not hard to send by any means. I mean, there was plenty well, of stuff. Well, I was going to say that's interesting because... Yeah. Oh, by, by the way, I, t- I took a look at IMDb and estimated $35 million budget. You were pretty yeah. much right on track. So that just, yeah, there's I no just way felt like that's kind of what the big budget movies were back then, probably. You didn't start getting into like hundred million dollar budgets and stuff until you got to like Jurassic Park and Titanic and stuff right. like that. Well, I th- I think it's interesting that you said that you both kind of liked it because I I was actually going to make a comment like I didn't really like have anything written down for mm-hmm. this video, except I was like based off of like the way that this video is the tone like it almost sounds like it, it just kind of sounds like nobody liked this. 
Well, well, because but we're also writing for somebody who doesn't like it. So right. even if you like something, you still got to kind of. But yeah, we didn't give sins off. I don't think we did. It did felt we? like the voice that was kind of like the. I'm yeah. actually don't really like watching this, but like <laughs> I get. But like you said, it's it's easily cinnable. So just maybe it's just easily cinnable. Yeah, like and I don't like I said, and also I don't know. Like I haven't watched anything else. I have no idea where this series goes. It could be terrible. But I'm just saying, if I was having to base it on this episode alone. And especially after I had just had such a miserable time watching the movie. Yeah. I was just a little surprised. Now, Willow, I don't know what the Willow characters like in the show because he's only in like the last bit. So, and I will say the people that we're following are not necessarily the most interesting characters yet, but I, but maybe they'll get there. I don't know. There's just something there. Like it felt like I could see why they made the show. Like they obviously have a story to tell. And I guess that's what I was a little concerned about like what, you know, is this just a cash grab or do they Man. actually have something to say? And I, it felt like they actually have a, a story to tell. So I don't know. I, I don't know that I'm going to jump back into it anytime soon, but to me, it kind of felt like when they announced it, it's like nostalgia is the biggest moneymaker right now. So, oh well, yeah, they're they're they, Like I said, I think this is a cult classic or maybe a nostalgia classic, whichever one, but this was acquired. This was this was Lucasfilm. So this was acquired when Disney bought Lucasfilm, yes. which was Star mainly Star Wars, uh, Indiana Jones, and Willow. And I remember like that coming out, and I'm being like, I'm actually kind of more excited for more Indiana Jones than I am Star Wars. And then at the time, like it was still closer. I'm like, Willow's a really interesting property yeah. to acquire too. I I honestly would have put money that they would have done something with Willow before Star Wars when that announcement was made. Interesting. Like, I thought they would have spent more time with Star Wars to really make sure they got it right. But they still, haven't made, still... A How- they still haven't made a Howard the Duck show, so I'm very upset about this. <laughs> well, I mean, they have Howard the Duck in uh, Guardians. That's and he's true. he's in the holiday special. I guess we'll take that. Um... Oh, I haven't seen the holiday special. Is he in the holiday special? Wow. He's got, like, a cameo. I do need yeah. to watch that. I just when you say holiday special, like I'm immediately just like I'm not listening anymore. <laughs> just like <laughs> something about those two words. It just like I can't. I just no. I don't want. I don't want to know about it. It's fine. But I, I just remember Willow being one of those. Like I, I was really interested. I thought again. I I thought they would have taken their time with Star Wars to really make sure they got it right. Yes. You know, playing playing things out more. And obviously that didn't happen. But I thought like surely somebody's sitting on a Willow idea. And like, again, because of nostalgia, because of all mm-hmm. those things, like I really thought we would have got a Willow property first. That was kind of like a new era of Val mm-hmm. Kilmer, like because that was right around the time like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang came out um, and like things along that line. So he, he wouldn't have cost anywhere near as much as he, you know, used to. God, is Disney? I said it has been that long. That's crazy. I think it was 2012 that the deal went through. Oh, okay. Or that, that it was announced. Maybe it was a little bit before the deal actually went through. But either way, I would have I would have taken take it I would have placed a bet said, saying I thought Willow would have happened first. Um, yeah. Because it's it's easier. It's safer. True. And it could have gotten them a good amount of money. And if they spent so much money buying all these things, and look, they've already made their money back with all their Star Wars stuff. But yeah, I just would have thought that it would have been um a little easier. So uh anyway. Uh, again the 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 way that the narrator talks about this video where they're where um, one of the characters said something about like we've got our fellowship we don't really need anymore or whatever and then the char- the narrator says uh referencing fantasy better fantasy ip will not make me like your fantasy ip more and something <laughs> to that extent it, it felt like that and then the narrator there was like three or four different sins where the narrator was confused on like he thought he was watching game of thrones again <laughs> yeah, that was all danae trying to do so so like i just kind of got the assumption that it was like referencing your better things 
doesn't make me want to keep watching your thing. It makes me want to shut this off and go watch Lord of the Rings instead. You know, like there's plenty of examples of that, you know? Yeah. Um, and that was, and Janae is a huge like Lord of the Rings person. So I know that's where she was pulling that from, but yeah, it was funny though. But like I said, it was interesting to like read a script from Danae that didn't just have a bunch of, I fucking hate this. In the script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's, <laughs> Well, and I definitely noticed a lot of like D and D references that I don't yeah. personally understand, but I, at least I'm like, oh, that's probably a D and D thing. So, <laughs> like, cause there was something about like, uh, like a fashion role or something. Like, I don't know. That's funny. And then the other the other thing I wrote down was there's a there's an outtake where it says, "I'm really scared of dying," and it's and the Dutch, just <laughs> brilliant. So I accidentally found that looking for another Austin Powers thing, which is interesting when those things happen sometimes. One of the things that I thought was hilarious was that line, a knight is defined not by their skills in battle, but by the oaths oh, they keep. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, but the skills probably matter a little bit. But I <laughs> right, wrote that, right. So I wrote that saying, because I was just like, that's just like, what a weird... It's, and you hear stuff like that all the time. I, I Those like, uh, I'm not lessons, but it's like parables or whatever. People just say yeah. like, and stuff like this. They just say something like that, that it like sounds good. But then when you actually break it down, you're like, this is bullshit. Like, what are you talking about? Like if the knight has no skills, he's going to be killed. What are you talking about? Right. Just stuff right. like that. I love playing around with stuff like that. And then, uh, I don't remember what the scent I wrote initially was, but on the seriously, you bought a flute. I wrote something bigger. And then Danae was like, how about just, he brought a flute. And I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> so <laughs> that's amazing. That's why it's nice to have two two people on a script. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, so that'll take us to Thursday's video, House Party. Uh, you and Daniel writing on this one. Yep. Okay, so do you know who Kid and Play is? Kid and Play was a hip-hop group in the, like, they probably started, like, late 80s, maybe, or, or like, right at, like, 1990. Uh, this so is So like, I recognize the faces. This is probably, but... like, I mean, this is, like, when hip-hop's really, like, taking off. Like, we have Yo! MTV raps and all this stuff, and there's a lot of people. And I was listening. I sure. Was, I really got into hip-hop, too. I was I was 14. It was, a, it was a franchise that was made for the group Kid and Play. It's these two people. One name's Kid, one name's Play. Obviously, that's not their real names, but that's their names in the, in the group. Right, right, right. And then that's their names in the movies, too. They call them. It's, it's Christopher and Kid is Christopher something. I don't remember what Play's name is. Also, Christopher. Another Wikipedia. They're both Christopher. Oh, okay. C- Christopher Reed and Christopher Martin. Oh, nice. I didn't know that, but I think in the in the in the in the movie, I think play is, has a different name. But uh, so they made this movie House Party. It was like a it was a pretty big hit. Like it did well. It it kind of like uh, it did well enough to get a couple of sequels. I think there's even been a couple like direct to video sequels since then that they weren't involved in. Okay. So I don't know that it was ever like a huge franchise, but it but it is an IP, like it's a property. And I think the reason the new one got made was because LeBron James wanted a new kit, wanted a new hip house party movie. Because I think Probably. the movie takes place at like his house. Like the people, oh. like whoever the two new people are that throw the party, they're doing some work at this mansion. They find out it's LeBron James' house and he's out of town, so they throw a party. That's in the new one. Oh, got it. 
that I've seen from the trailers, you know, I don't know, but, uh, but yeah, no, this was, so this, this came out. It's, it's a, I mean, it's like a harmless, like there's not a whole lot to it. It's pretty simple. Like one guy's, you know, plays throwing a party, kids trying to get to the party and he, a lot of others, some things happen. And then he finally gets there. There's, there's obviously there's women that they both like. And there's, so there's kind of a love story kind of, but it's mostly just like, you know, it's mostly just like antics and, you know, like little, sure. little, little humorous asides. Martin Lawrence, uh, one of the first times I remember ever seeing him in anything. Yeah. This just, it, this film came out in 1990, which is just a little bit before my time. Yeah. Uh, it's more like my older brothers. I, even then he was born in, he was born in 1990. I don't know if Daniel had seen it. I can't remember. I know I asked him, but I can't remember if he had seen it before. So I had seen it, but I hadn't seen it in you know, 25 years or something. It, I, it was surprised at how well it held up. It's funny. Like there's, it's not, the, it's not great by any means, but like it's, they're very likable in the movie. Sure. And uh, most of the characters are really likable. And, uh, and there's some funny moments. There's some nice, there's some good music. There's some, there's a fun dance scene. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's a, it's an hour and 40 minutes or whatever. That's well worth watching if it interests you at all. I mean, I, I wouldn't highly recommend it by any means. I don't think it's a must see if you're, if, if you haven't seen it yet, I don't think it's like something you need to see, but right. Right. But uh, it's an interesting time capsule. It just kind of captures that era of a uh, hip hop and that kind of stuff, which is uh which is, which I'm a fan of. So I think that's probably why it kind of spoke to me a little bit because that's when I got into hip hop. That's like, that's my era of rappers like LL Cool J, Run DMC, NWA, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like I, I listen to that a lot more than, you know, Jay-Z and all the Jay-Z's old at this point. I don't know why I said Jay-Z, but you know, <laughs> run the jewels yeah, yeah. or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Whatever, whatever is currently, I know nothing about current rap music. So <laughs> same. If, if and Elm was kind of the last big one for me. So yeah. yeah. For the video, Obina Oni J wanted to know um, who wrote the sin removals for this video. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel definitely wrote all those. Oh, I think I wrote the Robin Harris one. We did have one where it was like Robin Harris steals every scene he's in and makes it look easy as hell in the process. Cause he, he passed away not too long after this movie came out and he was just a really funny comic at the time. So I wrote a scent about him, but then yeah, the other two are, are Daniel. Daniel always has some interesting insight into just about anything you work on him with. He kind of makes you feel dumb because he writes, <laughs> he writes these big words that I have to look up. It's very annoying. <laughs> Daniel's awesome. Uh, I've been writing nice. with him a lot lately. I don't, I, I don't, I mean, things just kind of, it's just going, I mean, it's just the way things are working out, but I've just, yeah. I've been writing a lot of scripts with him recently. So that's been fun. He's a, he, he always sure. adds something. I think uh, we're, we're, we all add different things, I guess, but uh, sure. But it's just been fun getting to know him and getting to write with him over the last, last year, I guess. I, I'll save this one sin for for a little bit later, but I'll just uh, casting guy clearly went to the Greece school of casting high schoolers. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> it was ridiculous. That guy looked like he was thirty seven. Like it was insane. Yeah, yeah. Like kid and play, I can kind of buy that they're kids. Sure, they're you know sixteen or whatever. I can buy that, but like I don't know that guy just and apparently and I don't know much about them. Daniel, I guess, was talking about them more in the script. They they were a group called Full Force. Uh, and I didn't know much about them, but uh, Daniel mentioned that a few times in his sense. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, did you have anything that you wanted to know before we get to the the big thing? Yeah, Daniel, we both, oddly enough, we both had PCU sins about George Clinton because George Clinton's in this movie called PCU. But we ended up going with Daniel's, which was, I don't even feel good about saying this, but PCU has a better George Clinton plays a house party scene than house party, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, no, we can definitely, I think that's the thing everybody wants to talk about, right? So did Jeremy, did Jeremy 
let you in on some stuff? He did. Yeah. So um, so the sin starts off and says, if you couldn't tell by now, yes, I am white. The fact that will be painfully <laughs> obvious, uh, not only during the sinning of this movie, but also during the post-sentence scene where I attempt to create some of the film's iconic dance moves. And I thought, that's just a fun throwaway. Like, <laughs> it's not going to happen. And then the video ends and it happens. We get that video. Oh, it's amazing. So, so I reached out to Jeremy and I said, uh, anything you want to say about the dancing video at the end? He says, so Daniel emailed me about the sin a week or so before the script needed to be locked. He explained the whole thing to me and it sounded like fun. <laughs> so yeah, Jeremy's up for I, anything. That's the cool thing about Jeremy. <laughs> uh, it, it just feels, I don't know what the, the reasoning behind it is, but like, I don't think we would have got that 10 years ago, uh, 10 years ago, Simpson started, but like even like five or five or six years ago, you know, like I, I, well, and I think Daniel, cause Daniel wrote all this stuff. Like he kind of wrote that sin about like, you know, just so you know, I'm a white guy, you know, it was, I, that was really cool. I don't know. That ended up working out, I think really well for the video. And based on the YouTube comments, I read a lot of people were actually, they liked that. Right. That were like, it, I don't know. I, I, I guess that just kind of made it feel more like authentic. Like we're just having some fun, you know? Oh yeah. 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 So I watched the dance scene in question a few times. I worked harder than I care to admit in trying to learn the dance. Uh, on the day of recording, I recorded six versions of me doing this dance. They all had pros and cons, but the sixth and final ended up being the last one. But like, I can't figure I, out what dance he's like. I can't figure out what part of the dance he's doing, though. Like, it doesn't look anything like <laughs> Anyhow. He ends this email uh, by saying, I was so exhausted after doing six takes that my wife briefly considered calling an ambulance before I convinced her it was just dehydration. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Not just living with Jeremy. That's got to be that's got to be an entertaining every day. Well, and like I said, like, again, I don't know that that's something five years ago. And I don't know if it's just like just kind of the reality of whatever but I, I know jeremy is a very secretive person and yes. so like i mean the fact that like he did that and then you know even even like the stream sins for the everything ever all at once like yeah yeah no no he's he's up for just about anything i mean i don't think we could get him to like nudity but he's i thought he might i don't know <laughs> we can try guys But yeah, no, Daniel came up with that. And I thought, and he asked me first, he's like, do you think Jeremy will do this? I'm like, hell yeah, he'll do it. I mean, and it's like, it's like a hurt to ask, but I was like, yeah, I think he will. And uh, he absolutely did. I also wanted to mention, I threw that, there's a, there's a sin, because there's a guy wearing an Atlanta Braves hat. And uh, I brought the Atlanta Braves fan was a sin. And uh, the only reason I did that was because I knew Chris was, would be reading this. And Chris is a huge Atlanta Braves fan. <laughs> so that's the only reason that sin's in there. But he let me keep it in. So I thought that was funny. That scene is also pretty iconic. I mean, for that movie, like that's probably the most iconic scene in the movie. And there's this thing. It's the kid and play two step. It's where they uh, the, if I don't know how much of the dance we showed in the video, but there's a part of the dance where like they they back up or they they both kick their feet out and they like they like kind of sidekick each other's feet. I don't know. My wife can do it, though. It's hilarious to see her do it with with somebody else. But uh, I, I, I'm not a dancer. I'm Jeremy probably was dancing better than I ever could. But anyways. My wife was a dance major in college. Oh, nice! And uh, I can do like the the, the Kevin James yeah, and Paul Bart thing, and that's about it. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. That I mean, it's a stereotype for a reason. Yeah, there are good white dancers. Obviously, I don't want to offend anybody, but right, like my wife. But... I'm more than happy to admit that. That oh, I'm white. I have white guy rhythm. It's fine. It uh, 
yeah, yeah we did we we learned to dance we took dance lessons for our wedding though so i learned i i did learn a dance i couldn't do it now but that was you know 18 years ago or whatever but um that's the only time i think i've ever actually looked remotely decent on a dance floor and that's because i practiced it for like a year so <laughs> we we practiced like some stuff yeah. and she's like here's you know the feet yeah. progression or whatever but like it got to the it got to the point and I just like got super nervous yeah. um, because it was like the, the first the first dance of the married couple. Oh, yeah, right. And here we are. And and if most of my wife's friends are like dancers and have known my wife as a dancer for her entire oh, life. Wow. And here's me who like does the, sh- the sidestep, you know, shoulder yeah. shimmy, you know, thing. And then uh, yeah, and, and here's a, a room and we had a big wedding, too. So here's here's a room full of a ton of people mm-hmm. watching me clearly holding her back like and 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 so at one point like halfway through the song she's like so are you gonna like do anything or what and i'm like i will and then i went for like a spin and completely botched it it was (laughs) all of all the parts of my worst nightmare come true but i think she actually kind of secretly likes it more than the way it actually worked like would have worked out because like it's a little bit more memorable like oh he botched it and got super embarrassed in front of a bunch of people as opposed to like, yeah. And then he pulled off this spin yeah. and it was great. Like he pulled, you know, pulled like a Schweitzer. That's what he did. Yeah, I know. Uh, that'll take us to Friday's video. DoorDash, David digs in Sesame street. I don't have an, a writer credit on this one. Do you it was me. have access to it? It was me. Okay. Sorry. I forgot to tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, uh, DoorDash is celebrating, uh, 10 years, uh, this year, which I thought was weird. Interesting. I, was like, I, I couldn't believe it had been around for 10 years. So like, but, I know it boomed in COVID era, yeah. but like I, I knew it was around, but like, I wouldn't have expected yeah. 10 years. And I had never seen this. I, I was just, I was trying to, I was just researching commercial sins is hard because you can't really, it's hard to tie it into anything, which is something that we can do with TV sins and with, with, it's more like music video sins. Music video sins was kind of the same issue was that sure. you can't, you can't really tie it into anything. Like I can't, but so when I see something like that, like, Oh, 10 year anniversary, blah, blah, blah. Like that might be interesting. And also, I, I I tend to like I've found the ones with like celebrities in them too that always yeah. helps. And it was like David Diggs and Sesame David David is it David or David whatever uh, and Sesame Street. I was like that's perfect. So it just seemed yeah. like it was fun. Sure, but yeah, that's always a hard one to schedule. So right, right, yeah. My my favorite sin here it was just the uh, I, the only sins I wrote down were with Grover actually. Cause, uh, cause there was, there's the sin about how he's at the hibachi table, but he's just yeah. like, you know, he, this guy's going to get sued because he's got third degree burns <laughs> of that fried shrimp on his nose. And like, you know, and he's just like, nothing is staying on this table. This isn't a very good hibachi, is it? Uh, like, and, and then like the next time we see him, he's like checking out of a bookstore or whatever. And they're like, where the fuck did Grover just come from? We just saw him going yeah. out at the hibachi table. Did he already get fired? Well, and it's been a while since I've seen Sesame Street. So I was trying to find out maybe there's like other Grovers or something, but I, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't find anything. So, yeah, I just was like, I think that's still supposed to be Grover. Uh, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And it, yeah, obviously it's like they don't care about you know timeline or linear like it's sesame street right you put exactly. your beloved characters and whatever but like it's just funny to me that you're just like yeah did he already get fired like well and like why 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 are people ordering doordash on sesame street like that made no sense to me it's like it's a street like what, <laughs> i mean i guess they could be ordering it from somewhere but i felt like they were getting it from the local look, places look, don't you know don't you judge me for the times that i order doordash like <laughs> we live like right next to a bunch of different places and there are just days where it's like no, I, I want to go out. I understand. I just thought it was funny. 
Uh, Super Grover probably survives this, and then also Super Grover did survive. Yes, this. that uh, was because also just a good one-two punch. I wrote Super Grover surprise survives this at first, and then he's back. Like he says, "I'm okay," and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> so <laughs> I went back and just changed it up because <laughs> I was watching Thanks. it for the first time, and I wrote that in. It's like, God damn it, Super Grover! I was Super Grover for Halloween. I think that was my first one of my first costumes. That's that was amazing. A, it was a big deal back in the. It was one of those like Walmart, like you know the the mask and everything. But uh, you know what's going to happen now is is you're going to get like six people to DM you on Twitter and be like, yo, release the pictures. Like, <laughs> oh, I, my mom might have them. I I don't. <laughs> so I'm going to let her keep them. Good luck. <laughs> Are you ready to move on to behind the center? Yes, let's do this. So tell me about yourself. We're all sinners. Every one of us. And what happens to sinners? Get to know each other better, you know? See, Daddy, sinners have soul, too. The information, it's too much. Walk away, Marge. Just walk away. I want to hear some of your thoughts on everything, ever all at once okay. video. I mean, I didn't, I had so little to do with it. Well, that was one of the questions, is what input did you have in the final video? So there we go. You know, we were building, like, these different universes, right? So Aaron was kind of like any ideas you have for whatever universe you're you know, talking in, but I don't even like, I wasn't, I guess I was in one, but I just, I don't know. I didn't really have any ideas because I honestly didn't really understand what they were doing. And I told Aaron that, and, uh, I didn't really want to read the script. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to do my lines. And, uh, so I did that. I had to redo it. Oh, I pronounced, well, I did Nietzsche was pronounced like Nietzsche. I didn't know that. So I said Nietzsche wrong. Uh, and mm -hmm. we didn't even catch that until they made the video or I got that part in the video. And then I had to say like Kierkegaard and stuff like that. And then there was something mm -hmm. else I had to say, and I don't remember what it was, but I did have to do a redo, but I did. Okay. I was very nervous. I mean, I've talked on podcasts and stuff, but I've never like, I've never recorded something for a video. That was my first time. So that was a little nerve wracking. Well, and yeah, if you say Kierkegaard wrong, people are going to tear you apart in the comments. Yeah. So it's neat now that I can say I'm part of one of these videos. It's cool that it was the thousandth too. I guess that's a, uh... I, I got another um, a DM um, that I wanted to know. Okay. Um, it just this was your first time narrating on any yes. video. Yes. Um, yeah. I think we were talking like I thought I remembered like a quick like maybe once in or something maybe during a Rick and Morty run, but uh, it I would must not be remembering be, wrong because yeah, I'm sure you would remember more than me. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, now when you say stuff, I'm like, did I? It would not. It would not be the weirdest thing in the world if I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> or like it might have been just a quick like insert, maybe even into like a Simpsons yeah. video, but just a quick like, yeah. hey, like that's me or whatever. You if know? anything, it probably would have been TV sense, but I really don't think I have. I have done promos. I've done promos and uh, like when we've done ads, I've been part of that for like, you know, our podcast or something. But sure. Yeah. As far as the videos go, I believe this is my first time. But with my memory, there's no telling. I mean, I can't even figure out half the time if like the rick and morty episode released in that week if like when they when the edit comes through i'm like god was i on that like i don't do i have to <laughs> and i have to go yep, back and until look behind the sins and you're like aaron's like oh yeah i did i was on this one right yeah like jonathan why have you reviewed this like i did write on that one yes you did okay <laughs> so yeah good times um, the other thing that he wanted to know was what was it like narrating as like a non-narrating regular? And then like, is it something that you're interested in doing more in the future? Or are you I just kind of like cool doing what you're doing? Like what's I'm good either way. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I can't, I, I don't see a reason why I would be doing it more, but I mean, unless it's like something like this, but uh, 
yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I mean, I would definitely do it uh, as much as they want me to. I'm I'm pretty easygoing about stuff like that, but I don't I don't like feel like I have to. Like I'm not like you're not like pining for an opportunity. No, like, I'm not like I'm not pushing. One. I'm yeah. not pushing for it or anything. But uh, you know, because that's just that's just more work, and like, <laughs> I have a lot of work already. Well, and kind of like you mentioned, like it, it, it is extra pressure because you have to yeah. like. Yes. You know, make sure you get Kierkegaard right. And, or like yeah, exactly. These, these I, names, you know. Just reading those few sins, I felt what I'm sure Jeremy, Chris, and, and Aaron feel all the time. And uh, and just the more the more complicated the sins yeah. have gotten. I mean, there was the one about, like, I can't think all the things and feel all the things. Like, they just keep yeah. on, like, I think a lot of times you guys write specifically to try to <laughs> make the narrator work. Yeah, Jeremy just got... I mean, he'd get mad. He was joking, but there was something that Dicer wrote recently, and it was like Jeremy shared it on Slack. It was insane. I was like, oh, yeah, "That's <laughs> terrible." Dicer gets crazy with those alliterative sins. But I will say, when I turn in a final script to our editors and the narrators, I'm pretty happy. I'm done with it, and I like. I'm thinking like, "Oh man, Aaron's still got to narrate this, or Jeremy's still got to narrate this. Sucks for you." <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I go off to do my next thing. <laughs> But no, I would nice. totally do it if that ever became something where it was needed. Sure. Uh, you ready to move on to Three Sins and a Lie? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I'm going to pick for you because we already talked about Morbius, so let's continue to talk about Morbius. Okay. Did we talk about Morbius? on? We didn't talk about it. Oh, you're talking about in the outtake? No, we referenced it. Oh, okay. Oh, I did. guess we did in the outtake. Okay. I, think, I, think you're, I think you're referencing the outtakes. Take a drink. <laughs> I don't have any drink left. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's a couple I have here, but okay. we've already mentioned Morbius, at least you and I. So let's go with that one. So I have four sins here. You have to determine which one Joseph wrote versus the three that are yeah, in the video. Yeah, and it's sad because I wrote on this and I'm not going to get this. I can tell you right away. <laughs> this is a long time ago, though. There's also the Morbius re-release video. Yeah. All right. So number one, uh, cutting into your hand is a terrible option for drawing blood. There are tendons and muscles in there that one needs on the, to one needs for daily function a doctor would fucking know this i'm almost positive that's in there but go, keep going sin number two. Oh no that mouse we injected with mountain dew died except i'm sure this is a fake out and the mouse will come back to life <laughs> and probably even be a bloodthirsty like satan sin number three wow he's all steve rogers before the serum kinds of skinny but this is jared leto do i even want to know if this is cgi or not and huh. sin number four why are you letting him out of jail? I don't care if if he's not in your records. If some random asshole appears in your jails with no explanation, you are going to figure out who the fuck he is, where the fuck he came from, and if you decide to even let him out of jail, he doesn't belong in. Uh, I hate this stupid movie. I hate the stupid people. I hate everything. Okay, that's very much sounds like Jeremy wrote this with me, and that if, if that's the fake one, congrats, Joseph, because you wrote Jeremy said very well. But I'm pretty sure because that was the thing with Michael Keaton. Like they do. It's crazy. They just let him out of jail because like, we don't know who you are. See, you're free. <laughs> the Mountain Dew one, I'm pretty sure was in there. And I'm pretty sure what's what was the third one? While wow, he's all Steve Rogers before this year. I'm kind of I skinny. think it's that one. Is that your guess? Yeah. <laughs> it is the one about the the letting him out of jail. That's really Joseph wrote. Wow. Yeah. Maybe we just had something similar to that. And we took it out. I don't. That's ah, crazy. I mean, there probably was, but yeah, uh, that's funny. It's just funny that you're like, if Joseph wrote that, good job, Joseph. Yeah, no, <laughs> great. You definitely you you completely convinced me that Jeremy wrote that son because that sounds like a like Jeremy or Danae. Danae does a lot of the. I hate this fucking movie. Like they both get yeah. like. Like you can tell when, because not always are we given our, our actual opinion because we're sending stuff, even if we like it, but you can kind of tell when one of them is really not liking something. 
this is interesting because I guess in th- maybe because there was the Morbius re-release video, maybe this sin was in yeah, the that re-release was, uh, video. I think something. that was Jeremy's idea, I think. I can't remember how that came about because I didn't do much with that because we kind of kept it similar, but we just, I think he just went in and added some stuff. Part of me hopes that Jeremy, that uh, Joseph was like in coordination with Jeremy and DM and he's like, hey, can you send me a cut sin so I can really <laughs> throw be off somebody? <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Oh, uh, I hope I hope that that's the case. If if Jeremy needs a fill in one week, we can just throw Joseph in there and be fine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we just have one more thing to do before we wrap up, and that's uh, beyond the sins. Yeah. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Uh, what is that one thing that you want to recommend, Warn or Record Warn? I don't know. I haven't like 2023 releases. I've, I saw Megan. Like I liked Megan, but I don't think I want to talk about that. I've been watching a lot of stuff lately. I was just, I had a few things written down. I guess I'll talk about it's. I rewatched uh Gosford park the other night, which is a Robert Altman film. Mm-hmm. One of his last films. Cause he died, I think in the mid 2000s. So it was like 2001, but I thought it was interesting because it's like this big, like, have you ever seen Gosford park? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, uh, I know of, of it. Okay. Yeah, no, I haven't. Seen so it. it's like, it's a murder mystery like set in this like a state in uh, I guess in England. It's interesting because it's pre Downton Abbey and it feels like I haven't seen a lot of Downton Abbey, but what I've seen, like it feels so much like a precursor to Downton Abbey. So that was interesting. And it also, it's definitely like one of those, it's definitely paying homage to like Agatha Christie because there is this, like there's this big get together with family members. There's, you know, financial constraints. The guy that owns the mansion is kind of getting tired of all of his his family, like mooching off of him and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it just feels very much like it feels very relevant in what a lot of movies are doing today. You know, like I, I don't remember if I talked about this on the show. I think we talked about this for the outtakes, but like there's definitely like an eat the rich narrative mm-hmm. uh, that's in a lot of movies now. Like, you know, the menu, Triangle of Sadness and both Knives Out movies. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of just become a, a definitely a very relevant narrative. And so I think it's a, I think it's a movie if you haven't seen it and you're enjoying those, like you enjoy Downton Abbey, you enjoy these like uh, the British murder mysteries and, and mansions. Uh, I think it's a really interesting film because it is all those things, but it's also very different because it's Robert Altman. Robert Altman has, I don't know. No one's like Robert Altman. Uh, have you ever watched any Robert Altman films? I don't think so. There's so there's a lot of, I don't know if it's, I think it's ad-libbing. I think it's, they work stuff out before they do the scene. Like his scripts are kind of interesting. Like he leaves a lot up to the actors to just kind of find their way. So it's kind of similar to like a Christopher Guest movie in that way. Like something like, you know, Best in Show or whatever. But I don't know, but he does this in all these different genres. And it's just, he's a fascinating filmmaker. I totally get why people that don't like him don't like him. I mean, it's not going to be for everybody because there is a kind of, it's like everybody's talking over each other. It's very conversational. Mm. so it's always interesting but it's always interesting seeing him take that idea and then work that into like a genre so like you know he's done westerns and he's done you know satires and and then this is like a murder mystery so that's always interesting to me so i was really glad i rewatched it i hadn't watched it since it came out in the theater i remembered liking it but i mean i just absolutely loved it uh when i watched it Uh, i don't know that it's available for free to stream anywhere but it is readily available like you would not have a hard time finding it if you wanted to you know pay three dollars to rent it or whatever so yeah sure. Gosford Park. i think you're right it doesn't look like it's streaming 
on any streaming services at the no. moment. Obviously, that yeah, could it could eventually. Moment. It's kind of one of those movies that probably pops up on stuff every now and then. Yeah. All right. Do you want to hear about like a relatively modern movie, an older movie, or I mean, still modern, but <laughs> what's older? What's older movie? Well, I I meant more so older as in like not last five years. So oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Early two yeah. thousands. That works. Last five years, or for some reason, a video game. <laughs> right, let's go with older movie. That's always fun. All right. Me and my wife watched Blade 2 last night. Because, nice. Because I'm reviewing it for the other podcast. Nice. It, um, actually, that episode will be live before this episode is live. And so I got to watch Trinity on Sunday, and I'm not looking forward to that. But I kind of <laughs> am because because we wa- I watched Blade Black- back in November. Mm-hmm. And that movie's awesome. And yeah, it really is. And it's a it's interesting how much uh, the MCU kind of took from it. It's it, it's sure. it, like some people say like X-Men was kind of the precursor. But I, I think it's Blade because Blade came out two years before X-Men. And I think I think Blade kind of set in motion okay. what. You yeah, know, I think I think a lot of it is attributed to X-Men and Spider-Man. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, I, Blade deserves just as much credit, if not. Mm-hmm. Sure. If not more. Uh, because Blade is also rated R. Well, and it's very different too. Like, because you got a Batman and Robin came out the year before, it was just like a disaster. Mm, like everybody hated. It. Like it made some money, but like everybody hated. It. It's like Blade just felt like something a little different. Now sure. Blade looks like, you know, it feels like the same thing as what we've been watching. So that's interesting to me. Yeah, but at least. So here's the thing: I never seen any of these Blade movies, and when I watched mm-hmm. the first one. Uh, and, and here, he, my understanding of the narrative was the first one was good, the second one was the best, like by significant margin, and the third one is terrible, like X Men Origins Wolverine level, because it's a yeah, that's probably mid two thousands Ryan Ryan. Ryan I actually Super prefer movie. the first one over the second one now, but yeah, I think that's well, the that's what I'm consensus. thinking is like I watched yeah. I I think I would put them both on the same level. Like I really, really, really enjoyed both of them. They're yeah. not like home runs. They're both a little too long. They both have maybe one or two like subplots that could be should be cut, but. They are both really, really good movies. And if for some reason, we were also mentioning earlier that neither of us are, you said earlier that you're not interested in in any more superhero movies Mm -hmm. as a comic book lover that kind of hates you. So it's like, look, if you're superhero fatigued, I think you can still have fun with this because it's different. Like this is rated R, but it's not like super obnoxious, like something like the, the Suicide Squad is. It's just kind of like grimy and gritty, like, like Logan is. Mm hmm. But it's also like sleek and stylized. Yep. Wesley Snipes is great in this movie. Oh, he's awesome. In these movies. We did not do uh, Wesley Snipes the right way. I don't know. He he should have. He should still be it. Like headlining movies. Yeah, he should be. He got into his, He, he kind of did this to. He did some of this to himself. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Legal troubles and stuff like that. But I mean, uh, just I mean, it's just sucks that he's not like starring and like action movies on the big screen still but you know well i mean he he came back and he did yeah. the expendables three but yeah, like and nobody liked that, that movie. by the way he's probably the best thing about that movie. he's fine yeah he's fine yeah uh, i mean i like the antonio banderas in that movie but yeah yeah anyway i just if for some reason you've heard about blade but you're like hey all these early 2000s comic book movies really you know daredevil and electro and all that let me tell you first of all the director's cut of daredevil is great the theatrical cut is terrible I don't but, think I've ever seen the director's cut of Daredevil. Oh, it's so much better. It's I'll check it out. it's legitimately like only like two or three minutes longer runtime, but mm-hmm. they actually is like thirty minutes of different footage. Interesting. It's remarkably better. So it's like kind of like the Snyder cut, kind of. It's kind of that where it's. I mean, that's kinda, a lot yeah. more, but it's yeah. 
Well, yeah, it was just one of those things where a lot of studio pressures forced yeah. the theatrical, and then but the director's cut was like they cut out the sex scene, like for the director's cut. That's so counter counterintuitive to me. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway, if you just haven't seen them, like the first two blades are for sure worth watching. I don't, I can't say anything about Trinity yet, but I think my expectations are like really low because I've heard it's terrible. But also, you'll, probably, like you'll kind... probably have a better time with it if your expectations are that low. It's it's not, but like the worst they're also kind of high because I I liked these first two movies significantly more than I thought I would. I thought I would see the second one is overrated and the first one is like, why are people not talking about this one? And mm-hmm. Honestly, this made me way more excited for the Blade movie that's coming out next year with Mahershala yeah. Ali. Yeah, so, yeah. like, definitely enough. a good time to, to revisit. To, no, to visit Blade, them Blade was a comic I read back in the day. It was, it was. I enjoyed Blade, so I'm, I'm down. And I love that actor, so I'm definitely down. I don't think you'll hate Blade Trinity. I, I don't hate it. It's just not very good, especially compared to the other two. But I will say, my Blade Two. One thing about Blade Two that's funny is that I wrote. I actually wrote letter. I used to write letters to Fangoria magazine and like comic books and stuff when I was Uh like up till I was probably like when I was still reading like magazines and I actually had my, I wrote, I wrote them a letter saying how much I liked blade two and it's actually, it got published. So I thought that was cool. Oh, nice. (laughs) Nice. I don't like the movie as much as I did then, but uh, it's still good though. It's fun. Ron Perlman is so good in that. I just, I love, I just, I love the, I love that gang of vampires that like he has to team up with. Well, and if there's one thing that's going to be convinced you to see this movie, like definitely um, more than anything, it's that Donnie Yen did the fight choreography for the the first one on the second one. Oh, okay. And and he is one of the yeah, gang of vampire yeah. guys. Fight's great, and plus, and Del Toro directed. I mean, I think that's the one thing about Blade Two versus Blade One. Stephen Norrington is fine, but he's not. And I don't even like love all of Del Toro's movies, but I do think Del Toro is a really. He has a visual. He has an eye yeah. that like very few people have. Like he's very different. Um, so I think that's maybe why Blade Two stands out a little bit to some people. Maybe. But I feel like that's kind of turned back around. I feel like more people seem to talk about the first one. Maybe it should be worth noting that um, Blade One has a 4K re-release and it's pretty yeah. good. I it's bet. not obviously looking anything like new 4K releases, yeah. but like it's a significant step up from when I went to Blade Two, which is only a standard HD release. So, right on. And even then, I'm I think it's probably 720p, not 1080p. So, yeah. Anyway, the Blade 4K release is awesome. I can't wait for a Blade Two 4K release. I'll for sure pick that up. So awesome. Uh, well, that'll do it for this week. Thanks again to Jonathan for hanging out. Yeah, man. Thanks time. for having me. Absolutely. Uh, anywhere you want to send people to to hang out, uh, connect with you in the meantime. I mean, I'm on Twitter at Sam Loomis 13 and uh, I'm on Letterboxd. It's just my name. If you look up Jonathan Watkins, you'll see a picture of actually, I don't know what a picture I have up there anymore. Anyways, Jonathan Watkins, you'll figure it out. <laughs> there you go. Uh, also, uh, my Twitter uh, bio, uh, the leaks in there, too. So. You can also check me out on Twitter, Letterboxd, at Swite Castle. If you have feedback on the show, things you want to hear in Season 4, or things that you'd like to um, submit for the end of Season 3, let me know. Um, I've been getting questions about for specific writers from um, some some people, so if you want to send that in, that'd be great. Anything you want to send, I have the right to filter, but you can certainly submit. Send anything to uh, com or DM the, the BTS mm-hmm. Twitter at BTS. Uh, Jonathan, we'll see you in season four. I'm excited to hear you yeah. with what with whatever that looks like. And uh, uh, for those of you listening, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you're listening from. And come on back next Thursday for more behind the scenes content. Thanks for listening. 
send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com and be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. Welcome to Behind the Sins. You really... Uh, I think it's still, obviously, it's still going to be exciting, but, huh? Oh. No, I just, I Sorry. meant, I tapped this because I wanted to mute it. <laughs> and, <neat. laughs> and so I can clear up my sinuses. And then I missed the button. Obina Onij wanted to know, um, who wrote the sin removals for this video? What were the sin removals again? It was the... I don't know. <laughs> uh, did you have anything that you wanted to know before we get to the the big thing? What do you mean? No, the Jeremy dancing, because that's all oh, I have. Oh, yeah, 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 that was this one, yeah. I, actually, I don't want to talk about that. Take all that out. <laughs> no, my daughter, my daughter's really into dance, and she's 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 quite good. I mean, I, I always feel weird saying that, because I'm the parent, but I mean, they always put her in the front, so, like, I feel like if you're always, if you're always kind of focusing on her, that means she's doing something correctly. <laughs> So that's sure that makes sense i to mean me. it all looks good to me because i don't know how to dance i mean you getting up anyone getting up on the stage and trying to dance like napoleon dynamite looks good to me i don't you know yeah so we so we do the local one because we just we've heard all the horror stories about the way that uh it's like grubhub and doordash actually like hurt small businesses so we yeah actually, i could that that's that's probably the we, way to we go. tried to stop doing it as much as we can but also like we found that out and we're like, hey, we're not going to use DoorDash anymore. We're going to use this local one that's actually good to people. And then uh, like literally the next day, because we found out that like essentially if you get a coupon that's like 50% off your order or whatever, the restaurant isn't enforcing that. It's DoorDash just saying we're not yeah. we're going to do we're going to give you 50% off. And so like, mm-hmm. the restaurant is not enforcing that price. And that really, you know, cuts down on their profit. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and obviously the examples were something different. There was like 10% off or whatever. But literally the next day. Uh, after we had decided that we're not going to use it anymore, I got a, a notification or an email from like Grubhub that was like, hey, 50% off your order. And it's like, shoot. So like, and no limit, right? No anything. And so we just, we just decided like, what's someplace we know that can afford it. Mm-hmm. So we did Red Lobster and yeah, we, got, we ordered like $120 worth of Red Lobster and paid 50. So wow. Like we got a whole cheesecake. Like I got a really nice like lobster. Yeah. And then was... you got salmonella poisoning. I'm just kidding. Good luck finding my mom. We don't even have the same last name. So good luck finding her on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Miranda's. Is she remarried? One. Not because I changed my name. Just so that's clear. Dang. All right. I always love doing that to people when they reference their mom and I, I throw out like a random mom name. And one of these days yeah. I'm going to get it right. And I'm going to really freak somebody out. Cause how do you know my mom's name? If you guess my mom's first name, which uh, that would be insane. <laughs> if you'll bleep this out, I'll tell you it's. So if you said what? Like, holy shit, that's a name. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.